today, part two of our series on Stoicism. In this episode, we discuss the virtue courage. Courage to face misfortune, courage to face death, courage to risk yourself for the sake of your fellow man, to hold on to your principles even when others get away with it or are rewarded for disregarding their own courage. Explore your courage and stay tuned for continuing episodes on more virtues. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the KL Podcast. We are glad to have you back with us as we continue our conversation on stoicism. So we are now diving into the virtues, and we're going to start with courage. Yeah. Courage. Courage. Oh. I mean, I, I, you know, it's the lion in the, in the Wizard of Oz. That's exactly. all I think about with courage. <laughs> Speaking of, the lion is actually the animal. So did you guys see this? They have animals that they, they align or... or icons that they align with each one of these virtues have you did you find that when, when you were doing research uh, i missed that I yeah so it. the lion is the one that aligns with courage so that makes sense wizard of oz lines up on that one what were the other ones uh the justice was a bull or an ox uh self-control huh? was the eagle and wisdom was man or human is what i'm calling it huh. mm. yeah so there you go uh, but today, courage. So we're going to dive into this one, give you a little bit of the background on how the Stoics define courage, and then uh, I'll probably share some personal examples of our courage or maybe lack thereof. Who knows? Who knows where this will go? You never know. Yeah. Yeah. So- I think the, you know, one of the Stoic beliefs that this is kind of rooted in when we talk about courage is the, the idea that bad things are going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just like bad things are going to happen. And Seneca, who is a famous Stoic, actually said that he pitied people who have never experienced misfortune. Because if you've passed through life without an opponent, then you don't know what you're capable of. There's another great quote, and I, I just don't want to have to even pronounce this person's name because I, I just I just say I can't do it. I can't do it. But it's from Disclosures. And it says... Uh, don't you know life is like a military campaign? One must serve on watch, another on reconnaissance, another on the front line. And so it is for us, each person's life is like a kind of battle and long and varied as well. You must keep watch like a soldier to do everything commanded. You've been stationed in a key post, not some lowly place and not for a short time, but for life. I mean, that's intense. You think about really life is. as a battle. You're right. Like half the time you're just watching for things to happen. Other times you're like, you know, engaged in building compromise yeah. and negotiations. And other times you're in battle and it's not battle like physical battle. It's battle like your will to persevere in a situation that's really tough for you. I don't know if the quote is attributed to the same person that you just quoted, Henry, but have you ever heard to live is to fight? Uh, no, I haven't. But that sounds like the uh, same thing, right? I love that quote, man. And it sounds like it could just be in that same passage that you read. Um, when the first time I ever saw it, it was in Latin. So, you know, probably is the same guy. Yeah. Was it a- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I hate to generalize, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think one of the ones that a quote that, again, going through this content, it's so simple. 
but it is so true for me anyhow. And it was from Marcus Aurelius and the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. And it is so simple, but so impactful because it's, I think it's what stoicism is all about, right? If you can control your thoughts, then you, you by default will improve the quality of your life. Yeah. yeah. And to be, to be clear, when we talk about courage and when Stoics talk about courage, they're not talking about the elimination of fear. They're talking about overcoming fear. So, you know, we're acknowledging that we're scared. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if you can, can you really even be brave if you're not scared? Yeah, you're just ignorant yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not scared to begin with, then I don't even know if you're brave. You're just something else that I can't relate to. But, you know, the acknowledgement that fear exists is connected to this in a major way. And courage is the ability to retain our strength of character and our morals in the face of fear. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. How's it relevant to today, though? Well, I mean, for I, I thought about this personally, and and there are there are minor relevances, like little situations, you know, the courage to buck the status quo, and sometimes that means to ask a question in a meeting that might, you know, go against the grain of popular thought at the place you work or wherever. But in a larger uh, in a larger scale, I think that a lot of people, and it's you can think back to twenty twenty. A lot of people got out of their house and decided to take to the streets and raise signs and protest and speak up on a matter that maybe, like me, they weren't personally uh, aligned to. And so when I would go to a Black Lives Matter protest, or I would have uh, conversations with uh, Black colleagues, I felt very uncomfortable about it and didn't quite know how to start this conversation, didn't quite know how to go out and express support without looking like um, just some white guy was showing up and, and, you know, I felt super uncomfortable about it, but I had to get over that in order to open up a conversation with somebody else and give them an opportunity to inform me, enlighten me, educate me, and, uh, hopefully make me a better person as a result of it. That's for me, that's, that was one of the first things that came to mind. Yeah. You, you know what I think about though, Henry, when you go through that and really what I was thinking about as I was going through some you know, personal experiences and those that I've witnessed as well. And you could tie this back from a leadership perspective or context, but whether you're in a meeting, like you mentioned, right, or it's more about a social initiative or something that's happening in society, like the events of 2020. But if you've been in a room when somebody gets the courage to ask that question or to make that statement or to move forward and, and be vulnerable, how that opens the floodgates for everyone else in that room. It's like, okay, right. you broke, you broke that threshold. And now it's just coming like a wave and people feel empowered to do the same. And, and I think that's the really cool piece of courage from a, from a leadership perspective. I mean, we mentioned before that, you know, stoicism and the pillars of it are about you and for you, but you can't, you can't ignore either the kind of the periphery, right. Or the auxiliary impact that it has to the people around you. Yeah. Well, I think those two things are related, Josh. And if you think about it, I think it becomes very clear. Uh, you know, when we talk about courage, I immediately went to, and it's a bit cliche, but I, I do think it's a real thing. Managerial courage. 
is where my mind immediately went. And, you know, if anybody's unclear on what that means, managerial courage can, can mean a multitude of things. You know, it could mean that there is a company initiative that is just not right. And as a leader, you say, this is not right. This is not right. We need to reconsider this. Here's a suggestion on maybe an alternate plan or initiative, you know, or this is not right because it offends certain people or it's unfair to certain people. You know, managerial courage is about speaking out when something isn't right, even if it might put you in the crosshairs. And that is tough. There's a lot of people who lose any sight of managerial courage as soon as there might be some pain that they have to feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very easy to just go with the flow. And, you know, the person above me says, this is the way we're going to do it. And the person above them says, this is the way we're going to do it. And the person above them says, this is the way we're going to do it. And, you know, nobody wants to put their neck on the line. So they just fall in line with it, fall in line with it, fall in line with it. And if there's bad direction given at the top of the chain, at some point, somebody has to have some courage and say, this is not what, this is not what we should be doing. Understanding the potential repercussions and understanding how you could be negatively affected by your actions and still doing the right thing in the face of that. I mean, that is courage. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, one of the thought process, I guess, in stoicism is understanding the things that are within your control and not in your control. And sometimes those things that come down the chain of command are not in your control. Right. But the courage is pushing back on those and understanding there may be a negative impact. And the end result, maybe you have to fall in line and do what's being asked. But the courage is, like you mentioned, Tim, you know, acknowledging that it's out of your control, but you see the downside pushing back. And then, you know, the, you know, the crumbs are going to fall where they may. The other thing I want to mention uh, is that this sounds so dramatic, but I think this is quintessential and classic stoicism. You have to have the courage to face death. Yeah, that is dramatic, Henry. It's super dramatic. But as we get into more of these virtues and you learn more about stoicism, you'll understand that they had, they embraced the fact that death is inevitable because it's, it's that finality of life. They say to live to the fullest, you've got to be courageous enough to face the fact that you will die. Be realistic about it. How important is this moment? Because you're not going to have very many more of them. Yeah, yeah. There, I will say, I thought you were going to start off down a path that uh, many of us, you know, won't even have to deal with. Fight lions. And- I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to stay <laughs> on the military piece, Henry. You know, where we're facing actual death every single day, and you know, staring it down. But that's a nice save. You brought it around to how much Stoics value time, and we've talked about this a little bit in the past. As we get older, we start to really realize how valuable time is. What are we doing with our life? How are we spending our days? You know, what is undone that needs to be done? And I don't just mean menial tasks. I mean, relationship building, damage relationships that need repair. Um, You know, have I accomplished what I want to 
I feel like the closer we understand and kind of accept our own mortality, those things become much more important. And that falls directly in line with a Stoics mindset. For sure. You know, I, I can say from my personal perspective, and I said it maybe a recording or two ago, but I've flipped, I've flipped my, the way I visualize my life. And it has really put things into perspective, especially from, a, from time being a resource, rather than where I am to my end. I try to look at things from my end back to where I am now. And it really, for me, it frames it up nicely to say, hey, I need to be spending my time doing impactful things and things that I care about, or like you mentioned, Tim, mending relationships or building relationships. And it's, it's been really helpful for me to, to try and do that from a time perspective. Yeah, that's the courage to hold on to your principles. That's also the courage to say no to things. For sure. Yeah, I think there's another piece um, to courage that we haven't touched on yet, and that is endurance. I kept seeing these two words paired together as we read about courage, courage and endurance. And at first, I didn't really understand how they went together. And then it started to click for me. Um you know, because back to what we've talked about a little bit, you know, courage isn't really about rash bravado or thrill seeking or the love of danger. That's not really what we are calling courage here. It's, it's a knowledge of how to distinguish between what is bad and what's not bad. I mean, that's really simplifying things here. But courage is careful of its own safety, you know, and it's, it's also very well able to endure things when we run into trouble. So there's an endurance piece there that is, I have the courage to keep going, even though things are hot, even though things are uncomfortable, even though I'm feeling some repercussions, even though I'm scared. I mean, that is the courage that we're talking about. We're not talking about yeah. bungee jumping here. So to summarize courage, the world is going to send some difficult situations our way. And as a Stoic, we want to think of these not as inconveniences or even tragedies, but we need to view these difficult situations as opportunities, as questions to answers. Am I brave? Am I going to face this problem or am I going to run away from it? Will I stand up or will I be rolled over? Let your actions etch a response into the record and let them remind you of why courage is important. Good luck out there. We hope you're enjoying this discussion on stoicism and stay tuned next week as we continue on the virtues with self-control. KL Podcasts, visit kindleadershipproject.com, follow us on LinkedIn, or find us on your favorite streaming service. This podcast is an expression of the views of Kind Leadership and its team. We're always open for discussion, so find us on social media and give us your thoughts.